بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد. Today we continue with our lessons regarding sifat, عباد الرحمن, the attributes of the servants of the most merciful. Attributes of the servants of the most merciful. And as we mentioned last time, these benefits are taken from any of the verses, the uh, any of the latter verses, the last couple of verses of uh, Surah Al-Furqan. <coughs> and we're taking benefits from different scholars and putting them together so that we can benefit as much as possible and from those verses. Last week, the verse that we looked at was the verse which mentions وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاطَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And the slaves or the servants of the most merciful are those who walk upon the earth in humility and when the foolish address them they reply with words that are better and words that rectify the situation and words that are kind and light so what benefits do we learn from the word ibad the word ibad which means slaves or servants what are the benefits from that word by itself, ibad? <coughs> what are the two categories, two types of ibad, the two types of servants that we mentioned last time? There's one which is general and one which is specific. Jayid. You got the general meaning of slaves or servants, and that includes all of the creation of Allah, the whole of humankind. All of the creation of Allah, because they all are being created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all of the creation of Allah is gov- governed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah controls their affairs, provides for them, and they don't have a choice in that. Okay? So from that general sense, all of the creation, they are slaves of Allah. Slaves of the most merciful. And the specific meaning are those, the Muslims, those who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, follow the revelation that was sent to them, being obedient to Allah and staying away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. Now in the verse where it says the slaves of the most merciful, what benefit do we get when the word slaves are is mentioned with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful. Why is it mentioned together? There's two benefits here. They are slaves of the most merciful, two reasons. They? The first one, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his mercy upon them, which enable them to be from his obedient servants. And the second one? 
they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hoping for Allah's mercy. Sayyid. Two benefits from the statement those who walk upon the earth in humility. In humility, how? How in humility? Two points. Okay, meaning there, firstly, is they do not walk upon the earth in arrogance or pride. They do not walk upon the earth in arrogance or, or pride, but they are humble and they walk in humility. And secondly, is that their walking is not excessively fast nor lazy. They take the middle path between the two extremes. And lastly, and when the uh, foolish address them, they reply back with gentle words of kindness. What benefits do we learn from here? When they addressed by people with foul words, okay, what do they do? They, they respond with goodness, words of advice, words of advice. Their words are basically intended to rectify the situation. They do not haste. They think before they speak because they want to rectify the situation. Okay, they want to make the situation better. And another benefit from here. What about from those who, is it the same as those who walk past people sitting down and they are basically having bad language, talking foul things, <coughs> things are haram. What is advice in this situation? Are they walk past, they walk away. Okay, they walk away. Jayid. <coughs> Today we will look at the second verse. The second verse, which is verse 64, whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا Meaning, and those who spend and the night in worship of their Lord, or those who spend their night in prayer, Okay, those who spend their night in worship of their Lord in prostration and standing. In prostration yeah, and in standing. Yeah? Now, as we mentioned last time, all of the verses that describe or mention the attributes of the Ibad al-Rahman, the slave of the most merciful, they start with Walladina. Okay, before those attributes, you will see Alladina and those. Okay, and those. Yabituna. The word Yabituna, and you just quickly going over the vocabulary from the verse. Yabituna, what does it mean? It means, and it's something that you do by night. So that word Yabituna indicates that which is done by night. Okay? By night, after Maghrib. Okay? So night starts from Maghrib. Night. Sujjada. Yeah, sujada is the plural of sajid. Sujada means in prostration, in sujood. And that is plural of the word sajid, which is the one who has prostrated. Wa qiyama. has the meaning of qa'imin, which means in standing. Yeah, in standing. 
So this verse is describing the state of the slaves of the most merciful by night. By night, when everybody else is asleep, the slaves of the most merciful, they are in worship. They are standing in prayer and they are prostrating in and in prayer. And of course, this first and foremost is a mercy from Allah, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them. That Allah blessed them and bestowed His mercy upon them and enabled them to wake up in the night to and he pray during the night and to be consistent upon that. To be consistent upon that and to be patient upon that. And that is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he upon them. And likewise indicates that they, of course, and they pray by night seeking the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek the mercy, seek the mercy of Allah azza and he was jal. Sheikh Salih Buthaymin, Rahmallahu Ta'ala, and he mentions regarding this verse. He says, in the word li rabbihim, okay, for their Lord, and they, they worship and they pray to their Lord. Now, what is the word Lord? Why is the word Rabb mentioned here? And not the name Allah. And not the name Allah. Okay? So the Sheikh says, and the benefit in this that it indicates that their prayer and their sujood that they perform, that they perform it seeking the bounty of Allah. They seek the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his pleasure. He says, because from the meaning of Arab. From the meaning of the name of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Lord, is that He is the owner of everything. And He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, governs all of His creation. So everything, He owns everything. Everything is in His control. And that He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord, He is the one who rewards people for their deeds. He's the one who rewards people for their deeds. So that is indicated in the word Ar-Rabb. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who governs his creation. He's the one who gives to his creation. He's the one who sustains them. He's the one who rewards them when they do good deeds. So therefore, this is a benefit the Shaykh mentions why the name of Allah, Ani Rabb, is mentioned and he here rather than uh, other, other of these beautiful names, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh says, you will notice in this verse, it mentions sujood and qiyam. It mentions prostration and it mentions standing. <coughs> Two positions of the prayer. Two positions of the prayer. Why are not the other parts of the prayer mentioned? Or why is, why is these two mentioned? These two positions of salah, why is it mentioned here? 
and not the other parts of the salah, okay, the positions uh, of an salah. For example, sitting position is not mentioned in this verse. Sitting position is not mentioned, as the Sheikh uh, says. And likewise, bowing position. The bowing position of salah is not mentioned. What is mentioned here is standing in prayer and sujood, prostrating on the ground with your face on the on the ground. So why is this? <coughs> the Sheikh says, Sheikh Salim Uthaymini says, says because first and foremost the sujood, prostration, is the most honourable, okay, is the most honourable part of the prayer. Afwan, he starts with the qiyam first. He says, because of the standing first and foremost, the qiyam, the standing in prayer, is the most honorable part of the prayer due to, and from the angle of what is mentioned in the standing of the prayer. And he clarifies that. And he says, because the Quran is recited in the standing position of the salah. The Quran is recited, you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, which is the greatest surah in the Quran. And you recite likewise other verses or other surahs on the Quran in the standing position. So the Sheikh says that this indicates that the qiyam, the standing of the prayer, is from the most honorable position of the salah, from the angle of looking at what is mentioned here in the in those positions from the angle of looking at what is mentioned and the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned in the stand in the standing position so therefore it makes it from it makes it the most honorable part of the salah because of what is mentioned in it so therefore this is why it's mentioned here and he says likewise sujood prostration is the most honorable part of the salah from the angle of that action, that position itself. That position of sujood, whereby a person places their face, their foreheads on the floor. They are in the most uh, noble, or they are most in the most, uh, they are in the position of humility. The most humble position that they can be in is placing there, the most noble part of their body, which is their face, on the lowest part of the floor, on the ground, before Allah and His Subhanahu wa Taala. And likewise, the Sheikh says, the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which mentions, "Aqrabu ma yakun al-abdu min Rabbihi wa huwa sajid." The closest a person is to their Lord is when they are sajid, when they are prostrating. So this indicates the nobility of that position in salah. And he says this is why the standing position is mentioned because the Quran is recited in it, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the sujood is mentioned because of the position of your body, the way your body is, and on your face is on the floor, in the most humblest of ways, and you're worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, so this indicates that these two positions 
are the uh, most virtuous and the states and hal and the of the salah. And he said, and that is the case. And that is really the case. Then the Sheikh says, when you read the statement, Yabituna li Rabbihim, that they worship their Lord only by night, a person may say that the apparent meaning of this verse is that they stay up the whole night. Because this verse does not restrict it. It just mentions that they and they worship their Lord by night. So the apparent meaning of the verse is that the whole night they are in worship, the whole night they are and they're in prayer. But the Sheikh says, and if we look at the apparent meaning of the verse, this is what it indicates. But the Sunnah has indicated that which restricts this. Okay, the Sunnah. And there's evidences from the Sunnah which indicates that that is not the case. Okay, that you do not understand the whole night in, in prayer. And he says the best and the form of Salatul Layn, the best form of prayer in the night is that a person sleeps the first half of the night and they wake up. And they wake up and they pray for a third of the remainder of the night. Then they sleep after that a sixth of the night. So they sleep for half of the night, they wake up, they pray for a third of the night, then they sleep the remainder and off and that night. And he says, and this is how Prophet Dawood prayed. This is how Prophet Dawood, this is how he prayed. Is mentioned in the ahadith from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And likewise, the hadith, and he mentions that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to do this. And he used to pray, and he like this. He used to wake up in the middle of the night, pray for oh, a third of the night, and then, and he sleep, or he would, uh, and he wait for fajr. Some narrations mention that he will lie on his side and wait, and he for for Fajr. Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di, ta'ala, he mentions and regarding this verse. He says that they pray a lot during the night, mukhlisina fiha, having sincerity and in them for their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, humbling themselves before Allah and Azza wa Jal. And there are many verses in the Quran and which mentions some of the virtues or mentions any prayer any by night and from them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says كَانُوا قَلِيلًا مِنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا يَحْجَعُونَ وَبِالْأَسْحَارِ هُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ they used to sleep but little at night and praying and with fear and hope and in the hours before dawn they and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his and forgiveness. For his and forgiveness. And likewise, from the other verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تَتَجَافَى جُنُوبُهُمْ عَلِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ 
من قرة أعين جزاء بما كانوا يعملون. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, their sides draw away from their beds. They call upon their Lord in fear and in hope, and they spend out from what we have given them. So no soul knows what is hidden for them of that which will cool the eyes, a reward for what any they did. <coughs> so we see any the Qiyamul Layl, prayer during the night being mentioned any in numerous verses in uh, the Quran. And we find another virtue any, of praying by night. Is a hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that Allah descends during the last third of the night. Of course, He descends in a manner which is befitting for His Majesty, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He says, "Man yad'uni fa'astajibu lah, man yas'alni, man yas'aluni fa'atiya, man yastaghfiruni fa'aghfirala." Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and when he descends during the last third of the night, who is there calling upon me that I may answer him? And who is asking of me that I may give him? And who is seeking forgiveness from me that I may forgive him? So this is another great virtue of praying in the night. And these are from the reasons that the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they pray during the night seeking the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in fear hoping for Allah's mercy. Likewise in other verse in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَاسْتَعِينُ بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ فَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ Seek assistance through patience and through prayer. For indeed it, meaning the prayer, la kabiratun, it is something which is difficult and heavy, except those who fear Allah, except for those who truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And regarding this verse here that we've just mentioned, from Tafsir ibn Kathir, we find any some explanation and some kalam any regarding this. <coughs> and the Imam says, for indeed, salah is from the affair which provides the greatest assistance to a person. And regarding their affairs, regarding being firm and in their affairs. <coughs> And he says <coughs> that Imam Ahmad, he narrates, and he says that Hudayf ibn Yaman, he said, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا حَزَبَهُ أَمْرٌ صَلَّى Hudayf ibn Yaman, he said that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, he, if he, was, he found something difficult, if he was afflicted by something or found something difficult, he would, and he pray, he would pray. And likewise in the narration, and again from Hudayfa, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا حزبه أمر فزع إلى الصلاة. 
The Messenger of Allah وسلم, if he found something difficult and an affair is difficult, then he would haste and he too to prayer. He would haste and he to prayer. And this we see and it is and the meaning in the verse. Seek assistance through patience and through and he prayed. And the scholars have mentioned that he وسلم, and he would and he prayed and he the fara'id and the and he the sunnah prayers. So if there was an affair and he found difficult and the fard and he was near, he would pray the fard and seek Allah's assistance through the prayer. Or if it, there was a nafila, a non compulsory prayer, and he, around that time he would pray that. He would pray that. From the scholars mentioned because some of people think that there is the Salatul Haja, Salah that you pray in time of need. Okay? And they say this is and it's not the case. There is no special and it's Salatul Haja. <coughs> then Shaykh Abdurrahman al Sa'di he mentions and he regarding this verse that we we're just discussing and seek assistance through patience and through prayer. And he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them, meaning commanding the believers, commanded them to seek assistance and aid. And he's regarding all of their affairs through patience and all of its types, all of its different types. And that he says, and if patience is patience upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which enables a person to perform obedience and likewise patience patience regarding the disobedience of Allah which enables a person to leave disobedience to Allah Azza wa Jal and likewise patience upon the divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that which is painful that which is difficult that a person does not become annoyed by them or displeased by them <coughs> then the Shaykh mentions and he regarding the prayer and he says the prayer Mizanul Iman is the scale of Iman the prayer prevents a person from Fahsha and Munkar meaning every type of evil deed or speech every type of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in action and in and in speech <coughs> and he says فَإِنَّهَا إِنِّي لَصَلَاءَ لَكَبِيرَةٌ that it is a difficulty and upon and in those who find it difficult it is easy and for the servants of Allah Allah has made it light for them, easy for them, because and they have khushu'ah, they have khushu'ah, they have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and khashyatullah wa raja ma indahu yujibu lahu fi'anuha. And he said they have hope, they hope for that which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning his reward, and this compels them to carry out this action of salah compels them and pushes them and to pray 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy upon them, upon their chest, made it light upon them. And they attain and the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it says, but those who are uh, those who contradict this, meaning those who are in opposition to this, and those who find prayer very difficult and very heavy, then he says, then for them, there is nothing calling them I need to that salah. There's nothing pushing them and calling them I need to pray or even to pray during the night. And if they do stand up to pray, they find it to be the heaviest thing upon them, the most difficult thing upon, upon them. And just to mention a few virtues of prayer by night, to pray during the night. And we have a hadith of the Prophet he said, Ya Yuhannas, Afshu Salam, Wa Atimut Ta'am, Wa Sallu Bil-Layl, Wa Nas Niyam, Tadkhulul Jannah, Bi Salam. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, O oh people, give the greetings, spread the greetings, spread the salam, and feed under the poor, and pray by night whilst the people are sleeping. And you will enter paradise with salam, with peace, with salam. And likewise, we have the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, where she mentions that the Prophet prayed by night until his feet swollen. And she asked him, O Messenger of Allah, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven you for everything that's past and everything that is coming in the future. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he replied, abdan shakura. Shall I not be a grateful slave? Shall I not be a grateful slave? A thankful slave only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning for that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with. And likewise, we have a, a narration from Yahya ibn Mu'adh. He said, Dawa'u al-qalbi khamsatu ashya. The dawa'u al-qalb khamsatu ashya. The cure for the hearts is five things. The cure for the hearts is in five things. And he says, Qira'atu al-Qur'an bit-tafakkur. The recitation of the Qur'an with contemplation. Recite the Qur'an and you're contem- contemplating and you're reflecting upon the meaning of the Qur'an. And having an empty stomach. Meaning, not eating and always to your full. Not eating to your full, full stomach. And prayer by night. Supplication. And by night, and mujalasudusaliheen, and sitting with those who are righteous, sitting with those who are righteous. This is what Yahya and Ibn Mu'adh mentioned, and regarding the cure or the cures, and for the heart, the cures and for the heart. So it's recitation of the Quran with contemplation, an empty stomach. 
prayer by night, supplication by night, and sitting with those who are righteous. Okay? Befriending, befriending those who are, and who are righteous and sitting with them. So in summary here, we find that the servants of the Most Merciful, they pray at night for many reasons. From those reasons, it's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed His mercy upon them and guided them to be firm and consistent upon this great action. And likewise, because it is a fruit of their iman, a person's iman, and he calls them to, and he to pray by night. Likewise, they pray by night to seek Allah's mercy through this great action. They seek aid and assistance in their worldly affairs. Likewise, they seek the reward of the hereafter. They seek their Lord's pleasure. They seek Allah's forgiveness. They seek for their supplication to be answered. They seek to be given what they asked for. They have fear of Allah's punishment. They have hope in, in Allah's mercy. And likewise, because the closest a person is to Allah is when they are introduced in prostration. All of these things have been extracted from any verse in the ahadith. A little, and he list in summary whilst the, uh, why the servants of the Most Merciful and he pray by night. I thought a lot of these reasons and he mentioned here. So now what is the description of the prayer by night? How do we pray by night? Qiyamul Layl. And we will take the description of the Qiyamul Layl and the prayer by night then from Sheikh bin Baz, Rahimullah Ta'ala, and likewise Sheikh Bufaymin. Rahimullah Ta'ala. Sheikh bin Baz he says that to pray by night is a sunnah mu'akkada. It is an emphasized sunnah, meaning it's not compulsory, but it's highly emphasized, highly encouraged and sunnah to pray by night. And he says that the Prophet and the best of this ummah, they used to pray by night. And he says it is from the greatest of actions and of seeking nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal. And that the prayer by night is prayed in two rakahs, okay, as commanded by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Salatul Mathna The prayer of the night, and he's prayed, and he two rakahs, and two rakahs. So a person prays two rakahs, gives a salam, and prays another two, and he rakahs, and so on and so forth. Witr, and he's prayed with one rakah, and he all three, and he all more, but an odd, and in number. And the Salatul Layl, it is better to pray it in the last third of and in the night. But the Shaykh says, Shaykh bin Ba says, but if a person prays it in the first part of the night, <coughs> then that's okay. Because a person knows himself and he better. If a person is unable to wake up during the last third of the night, or they fear that they're not going to wake up in the last third of the night, so therefore, and they should pray before they sleep. Pray their Qiyamul Layl with their Witr and then go to sleep. The time for Salatul Layl when it starts is after Isha. <coughs> after Isha, when a person has prayed 
Aisha, the Fard of Aisha. Then that time after that, up until Salatul Fajr, that time is the time for Qiyamul Layl. Any time only within that. And likewise, the Shaykh mentions, and if you're going to pray the Sunnah of Aisha, the two rakahs of Sunnah of Aisha, therefore you start, you can start your Qiyamul Layl and your Witr, and after, and the Sunnah of Aisha. Sheikh Salim Uthaymeen, he mentions, but if a person combines Maghrib and Aisha, combines Maghrib and Aisha in the time of Aisha, so if a person combines, so therefore, and in the time for Qiyamul Layl, again, it's after Aisha, in this case. And after Aisha, meaning after a person is prayed Aisha, then after that, he can pray his Qiyamul Layl, or his, and his Witr. Yeah? Early, meaning during the time of Maghrib, if he's combined the prayers. Shaykh bin Dasi says, it is better for a person to pray three rakahs for witr, and that he gives salam after the second rakah, and then stands up and prays another rakah for witr. Likewise, it is allowed to pray three witr and in one go, straight. So you pray three witr, and then you, and you give the salam, and at the end. <coughs> and that the Prophet ﷺ, most of the time, he prayed 11 rakahs, and during, and in the night. Most of the time, he prayed, and 11. And the last rakah he prayed, and the 11th, that would be, and the witr. And that he, ﷺ, he gave salam, after every two rakahs, he gave praise salam. He gave salam after every two and rakahs. Some of the scholars mention it is best only to pray and eleven, as the Prophet and he used to be more consistent in praying and eleven. Sheikh bin Basi says it is from the Sunnah to be consistent in praying and the witr and praying and the qiyamul layl every night. Even if you're able to pray it in the first part of the night or in the middle of the night or the last third of the night. And it's recommended to ask Allah for His mercy when you recite any verse which mentions Allah's mercy. It is from the Sunnah for you to ask Allah for His mercy. And if you recite a verse which mentions Allah's punishment, then it is from the Sunnah to ask Allah the protection from His and the punishment. And likewise, it is from the Sunnah not to haste your prayer by night, your Qiyamul Layl. It is from the Sunnah not to, to haste your prayer and not to haste your recitation. But have tranquility and follow the example of the Prophet. Shaykh bin Baz was asked the question how can a person be consistent in Qiyamul Layl? And praying by night. How can a person be consistent and regarding this? <clears throat> the Sheikh says a person should select a number of rakahs that they are able to pray. For example, if a person is only able to pray three or five, a person selects the, the amount that they can, they definitely can pray this amount. <clears throat> and they Consistently and he pray 
these amount, I mean, this amount of rakahs, I mean, for their qiyamul layl, their prayer by night, consistently, I and mean, through all of the night. And if a person sometimes is able to increase, meaning instead of praying three on one night, he's able to pray five. So then that is good. That benefits a person. It does not, and it causes him any harm. But he says the person should get himself used to praying a particular amount of rakahs and be consistent upon that according to their ability. According to their ability. If a person is unable to pray 11, pray 5. You know you're able to pray 5 every night and be consistent and push yourself to stick with that 5. All 3. On a certain nights, if you feel you're able to pray more, then increase upon that. And likewise, the Sheikh says, and to recite what is easy for you from the Quran. You can choose any verses or surahs from the beginning of the Quran, the middle of the Quran, or at the end of the Quran. Recite any the part of the Quran which is easy for you to recite. And likewise, any there is the Qunut, which a person and he can can recite and and the last and the of witr after and when they come up from the ruku'a, the bowing position, then they can and recite and the qunut and from that which is, has come from the sunnah of Muhammad and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so we see a lot of <coughs> this description and that the and uh, Shaykh bin Baz and and. A few of them is mentioned by Shaykh Salih ibn Taymin, Ta'ala. A person can use to keep themselves and consistent and upon praying and during and the night. And likewise, we end with a few narrations and from that which has been mentioned and again regarding the virtues of the Qiyamul Layl, whereby we found the hadith, Afdal Salati Ba'dal Faridha, Salatul Layl. The best prayer after the Faridha. After the compulsory prayers is and the praying by night. Praying at night. And likewise we find that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Alaykum bi qiyamil layl, fa innahu da'bu salihin. Da'bu salihin qablakum, wa huwa qurbatun ila rabbikum, wa makfaratun li sayyat. So he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, <coughs> Upon you is to pray the night prayer. For indeed, it is that which the righteous from before used to be consistent upon. And it's something which they used to be consistent and persistent upon. And it is and a form of seeking nearness to your Lord. And it wipes away, it wipes away sins. And it wipes away any sins. So a person, and he should... According to the ability, and he pray the Qiyamul Layl. Due to the reasons that we mentioned in this lesson, it is from the sifat, the attributes of the slaves of the Most Merciful, and it has many virtues. Many, and he virtues, as we mentioned, there's great reward in it. And when a person and he's able to pray, then be consistent. Be consistent. If you can't wake up the last of the night, then pray before you go to sleep. 
if you unable to pray or you know you're able to pray definitely every day three rakahs, then pray three rakahs. Of course, the best way to pray it is in the last third of the night or in the middle of the night. You wake up in the middle of the night, you pray for a third of the night. As he mentioned in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And witr, as well as an emphasis on praying witr. The Prophet sallallahu used to pray witr even when he is traveling. He used to, and he keep up praying the two rakahs before fajr and witr, even when and he was and he in travel. So we see the emphasis and the, on the prayer the by night, praying during the night. It is from the attributes of the servants of the Most Merciful, the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is great goodness and in it for us. Great goodness and blessings and in it for us. Now your dua to be accepted whilst you are in sujood or in the last third of the night where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends and asks and who is asking him so that he may and he answer his dua and give and that person and forgive and that person. So we will end here. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions. If a person has not memorized much of the Quran, can he hold the Quran in his hand during the prayer of the night and recite from it? Yes. And a person can do so. And he can be performed and was performed by the companions. So a person can hold the Mus'haf in their hands and recite from it. And if they wish, I need to do so. That is allowed. Pray of the night, but it's not allowed in your compulsory any prayers. The five daily prayers you have to recite from your memory, but the prayer during the night you can hold the mosaf in your hands, in your hand, and, re- and recite from it. Inshallah. Uh, for what I recall from now, the scholars mentioned that the Prophet used to pray half of the night and pray for a third. And then he would sleep for one sip of the night after that, or wait for Fajr. <coughs> that is what comes across my mind now for the moment. And also the raka, number of rakahs he used to pray consistently is 11, 11 rakahs. But of course, the recitation of the Prophet was long. Yeah, he used to recite, and he, uh, for example, all the Surah Al-Baqarah in one rakah certain times. <coughs> and some of the scholars have differed, and the scholars have differed regarding the number of rakahs. Some say maximum you can pray is 11. Because the Prophet that's the maximum that he prayed. And other scholars, and he allow for and he, more than 11 to be prayed. <coughs> because they say it's from the Salaf they used to pray, and he, more than 11. Some of the scholars will say those narrations are weak. Okay? So there is difference of opinion in the number of rakahs and that you can pray. And some of the scholars have these two positions on it. Some say maximum is 11. Some say you can pray more than 11. <coughs> so we will end with this. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.